0: Hello and welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Restrictions across the country have made life a little harder for most. One thing I'm thankful for is still being able to train with friends on Zwift any time of the day. Being motivated by the massive community means there's always someone to ride with and new locations to explore. Like the new Japan-inspired Makuri Islands, my personal favorite, and the UCI World Championship courses. Riding with friends makes the training easier and they always know how to push me. Visit Zwift.com and I'll see you on there soon. Ride on.
1: Bonjour, bonjour, buenas tardes. Uh, welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast, uh, episode three of the Vuelta. Uh, before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to this podcast, of course, on our website, but also uh, by logging in rides with our friends at Zwift. Joining me is Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave?
2: I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. How are you people? More importantly, uh, the country is locking down tighter
1: yeah a bit of a complex day if you are in victoria as well now we're uh, staying
2: with you act as well gracie elvin yeah. she's she's just freed up yeah. loads of time so we'll get you back gracie too
1: but we will be here every evening 5 30 for you and then the vuelta be here every night as well with this man here and matthew Kinnan and a lot of entertainment uh before we delve into the vuelta mm. i want to talk about tour of norway Tour of Norway just finished. I'm
2: going to cry already. I oh I my god!
1: Uh, Chloe Hoskins had a very rough time uh, in the last few months. But seriously, yesterday- bag's just flying. In my eye. <laughs> but yesterday, yesterday she won a stage at the Tour of Norway, and you know what? We want to just open this podcast with it because yeah. this interview means so much for Chloe Hoskins. So let's play it, and then we'll debrief a little bit about what this means for her.
3: I can see it's emotional. You've been out for so long struggling with illness, you're back now, what does this mean for you?
4: I'm just really proud of myself and I'm so thankful for the team who, you know, the whole process was like, there's no pressure, Chloe, come back when you're ready and so to finish with a win in a world tour stage race, wow, yeah, I'm just, it was all worth it, I guess, Yeah. Yeah.
2: Take us through how um, tough it's been the last four or five months with a COVID-19 infection.
4: Yeah, you you know, like, it was more mentally tough. You know, Australia is so far away, and it's even further when we can't really get in, and my family can't come here. So I felt alone, really alone for a lot of the time. And, uh, like, I was never physically super sick, But I was being told that I had to take it easy, and... (laughs) (laughs) You are a f***ing machine. Good job. I'm so proud of you. So, so proud. So, I don't remember what your question was.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Me neither, but uh, it's been a a,
1: a tough, tough year. And did you expect this coming back, your first race back after so long out?
4: Ah, not, definitely not at here. Like I could see in my training that it was coming up and coming up but I was really looking at Norway as to help me build for the races that are coming later in the season but honestly like I love this race, I love this stage so and I've you know finished 4th, 5th, 6th on this stage before so I think this is my 4th try and I finally got the line right.
2: <laughs> Take us through the final kilometre, it was a tight duel there with Cori Rivera.
4: Yeah I had Lucinda Brand there with me and She's definitely one of the best bike handlers in the peloton. And for a super technical circuit like this, that's who you need in front of you. But she was on the front early, so I knew I had to surf wheels. And I sort of just sensed people keep coming, and I just kept upping my pace. And then coming into the final sort of S-bend, I was like, you know what, screw it, I'm just going to go and just take up all the road and hope no one can come past me.
6: Congratulations.
4: Thank you so much.
1: There is so much in this interview. (laughs) I know. I love it. It's one of the best interviews I've seen uh, in the long time that we've been covering cycling. But she speaks for all of us, saying Australia is so far. You are tearing up. I am. I am tearing up. I am. I know. Stop it. Yes, for real. I know. It's crazy. (laughs) Uh, But you know more than anyone as well how much this means for Chloe coming back with a win.
2: It's it's she 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 talks about the personal aspect with her family. I've known Chloe for a while. Yeah. I am actually. Yeah, Chloe. you are. You are. <laughs> I can't it he is. He is. <laughs> it's COVID. It's everything's getting to me. Um, no, I've watched her grow up. I've watched her race. We've seen her race. Yeah, she's absolutely. won on the Champs Elysees. La course. Yeah, she's won everywhere. Um, it's just brilliant. and yeah. it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop crying. It's great. Anyway, uh, I, I'll put you. Can we got head, up can we, we got a head break? We could go to or something. Oh my god! And we actually rehearsed this as
1: <laughs> oh well. But this, not this. Not That's this. A sick, I've already seen that interview <laughs> too, and it got to me. But oh this god. means so much, and it's, we are so pleased for her. And we'll see and hear a lot more from Chloe Hoskins in a, in the months to come. Because there's still plenty yeah. of of racing to good be done on SBS. So Priority good on up. you. Chloe, okay, let's move on to the vuelta. Oh, can we please catch whew. your breath? Tune Take a breath. <laughs> Coffee, tea. You good? <laughs> uh, let's move on to the the vuelta. Uh, ah, so dear, dear. we had a good stage on our hand yesterday, yeah. um, with a good results and there's a bit of controversy as well yes. happening. Uh, talk us through the final few meters of that stage and the winner as well.
2: Yeah, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll talk really quickly, broadly yeah. about the stage. There was a big talk of crosswind. Break went. We expected it to happen. It was a really nervous stage and it was it was on, it was off. The break was at three minutes, it was back to two, it was back out to two and a half, it was down to one. In the end, nothing happened with the crosswind. One little crash. Jay Vine came down early on. A bigger crash on the running to the finish. a couple of casualties in that, but Jay Vine was okay, so that's good. And then look it was a pretty clean sprint in the end, or it looked like it. Uh, Michael Matthews, firstly, did everything right. He could not do any better than he, this. He could not have gone Honestly, any better. Yeah. He, so kudos to you, Michael. I thought I thought he did everything right. Luca Mesgetz, I thought, did a great job yeah. as well, helping getting into position. Uh, he was just beaten by better riders. Yeah. And in the end, the man who tried every single day at the Tour and came up short you know, a number of times, it was Jasper Philipsen, the yeah. Belgian, who got the job done.
1: Absolutely. Let's listen to Jesper Philipson after his win on the Vuelta.
3: Your team had won stage two and the first sprint of the previous Grand Tour, you had to do it.
5: Yeah, it's, uh, it's incredible. Uh, yesterday, they put it in the group chat of our, uh, of our team. And for sure, it was a dream, but I didn't want to uh, think about it uh, because the chance was, yeah, the, the chance is always less high than, uh, than it would be true. but. Uh, Yeah, I think this just shows uh, how everybody from the team is really motivated and dedicated from the first uh, Sprint on in Grand Tour. And yeah, this is really a team effort and uh, I think we can be really proud of this. Take us through the last kilometre, how did you do it? Oh yeah, it was amazing to see all my teammates there. And everybody was uh, at the front line so yeah, I had a lot of support from the team and uh, yeah, this is just how you can win sprints and I think we did a really good job, so uh, each of us uh, can be very happy tonight, and uh, we start with on a good way to, this uh, Grand Tour.
3: It's mission accomplished, or there's more to come. Sorry, mission accomplished, or more to come?
5: <laughs> yeah, for sure, this was a uh, first big call and I'm already really happy that it, uh, yeah, that that uh, it worked out uh, the first sprint. So. Um, yeah, now we just go on and we try to add uh, other ones, but I think we're not only in the sprints, uh, we have strong guys, but also on other terrain. Thank you.
1: And that was Jasper uh, Philipson. Uh, quirky fact this team, Alpacin Phoenix, they've won the second stage of every Grand Tour this year now. Yeah,
2: it's not bad. No more pressure. It? But it's Tim good. Lair, yeah, uh, Giro, Tim Merlaire, Tour de France. Yes, yeah. and then here. And here, yeah, not bad. Well, and what a. What a season. Yeah. Because let's just remind, we talk about that, and Matthew Van Der Poel, remember what he Yeah, did absolutely. It, yeah, yeah. You sort of forget. We yeah. go, oh, wow, they won three stages. No, actually, they won more. Yeah. They won they actually won two, Three, two, three out
1: three of the two. I think so. Well, I
2: swore the yellow for a long, long stint.
1: It's been a good year for them. And remember, they're not a world tour team, so they are actually on the guest list here at the Vuelta as
2: well. On the guest list at the Giro, and on the, the guest list, list at the Tour de France. And yeah, all three. So, so yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. No, uh, good success for them. Uh, he's beaten Fabio uh, Jacobsen. Yeah. On um, on this stage yesterday, uh, Fabio Jakobsen. We spoke about him yesterday and how he came back about after this massive crash in Poland, t- in Poland yeah. last year. Uh, he started the the Vuelta on the actual day a year ago, after he was on the plane going back to the Netherlands after this massive crash yeah. and the, the, the trauma he got on his face. Yeah. And yesterday he got second in the stage. Let's listen to Fabio Jakobsen. Well,
7: Fabio, describe this sprint first. I, was, uh, I went all out, uh, but it was a nasty uphill in the last 4K and I dropped a little bit back. And um, yeah, I just didn't have the legs in the end to, to win. Can you tell us in the last 100 meters how, how you make your way back? To get yeah, pass? that brought me back to Florian and uh, Stevie and I started my sprint, because on the left there was uh, Molano and Demar going. And then when I was on behind on their wheel, uh, I started my sprint. And then on the left I saw Philips go and he was just a little bit faster, so. Just so first sprint of your first grand tour after the crash, things to go on. I guess you should be still a bit up. I know. I'm happy I'd like to win, but uh, I guess second is not bad and uh, Yeah we go for another win. try next days. Thank, Thank you,
1: very much. you. Here we go. But this is not the whole story, Michael. Because yes. uh and this is
2: thrown me a bit because as you say, I'm commentating each night and obviously Maddie Keenan and I yeah. dissected the, the finish and we see a replay obviously live after the after they cross the line.
1: But as mm. uh, Julie Porter here mentioned, why was Jasper so upset post rest with uh, with Fabio? Yeah well done Julie. Uh, good question. Good question because let's play the beef uh, can we say the beef yeah the beef between the, the two riders and you can you're like amplifying it i'm slightly, amplifying it but, a bit. <laughs> but <no>. let's go <laughs> with it shall we there's been a bit of a discussion on the bus on the side of the bus let's listen to <laughs> it. your <laughs> train when
7: you to you your wheel, wheel. like I, there was space and then, then the like motion. i said i respect you but that's not the way you do it in my eyes if you have another an opinion it's fine i don't want well to know then we have a different opinion in
2: this we have now but you also embrace but, hey, come on, you go on
1: my train. If I do the same I went, with your train... tomorrow no, without... Come on. Man. See you, see you tomorrow. tomorrow. See you tomorrow, indeed. Well, they won't what see each of tomorrow or tonight because yeah. it's an uphill finish. Well, they, no, but they'll have time to discuss in the bulletin. <laughs> yes.
2: So, the funny thing is, you and I have obviously seen that that clip before yeah. now, yeah. but of, I just heard it a lot clearer um, than what we did when we first listened to it. So, the preamble of that is... They're agreeing to disagree. And you said to me, Philipson has gone to Jacobson's Jakobsen, yeah. bus. You're saying, well, that implies that he wants to have words with him first. And then Philipson said something like, hey, you were trying to jump on my sprint train yeah. or something. So they're disagreeing. I can tell you from the the sprint, the last few hundred metres, there was nothing I saw. And I know yeah. there was nothing Matt Keenan saw because he neither he or I said anything to each other off off microphone or on microphone for that matter. I don't think there was too much in it. Um, It's just a matter of... So
1: can we just dismiss this as a race incident? The only difference is the camera was just there to pick up the soundbite. That's right. It's happened. Because the jury didn't even say anything.
2: Mm -hmm. And, And remember, the jury's looking at cameras... They're not. They're not yeah. roadside. Yeah, they they only look at the same so vision we do.
1: These things happen. It just happened that the camera was there mm. and 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 capture the discussion. Of more yeah. of these
2: sound bites, please. Yeah, okay. we want more. This Fuelta yeah. gets better yeah. and better. Yeah.
1: Anyway, Michael Matthews. We talked about him just a little bit. Uh, nothing he could have done any better on that sprint. He was just beaten by two of the purest sprinter that are here. Yeah, you uh, he, he can just. Look at the, only one thing, look at the finish, the photo finish, how it is. You look at just the size of the legs of the two guys in front of him. Yeah. They're about this big yeah. compared to Michael Matthews. Yeah. So he could not have done anything better. No,
2: and, and we'll listen, we'll, we've got to grab with him, yeah. haven't we? And just, just don't take our word for it. You can say, okay, we're being biased. He did everything he could. Come on, you're sticking up for him. Go rewatch the finish. Uh-huh. You'll know what I mean when I say it. I thought he absolutely, if anything... It was the best sprint he's done, even Mm -hmm. if you add up the Tour de France ones as well. I thought he nailed this one completely. Absolutely. Um, But yeah, let's have a listen. eh?
1: Let's have a listen to Michael Matthews. There's not a massive sprint field here, but um, yeah, the
5: sprinters are here, the top five is really fast. So uh, my goal was to be top three, top five today. We achieved that. Um, uh, We expected a probably harder day. So we thought some of the fewer sprinters might be a little bit more tired, but... Ended up being a super easy day. I think average hundred heart rate for the whole day. So um, yeah, pretty stock standard sprint day, but um, yeah, I think happy with the podium and uh, tomorrow's another day. Tomorrow is another, day.
1: Tomorrow is another day. that's a spirit. And justice refers to the fact that, yeah, I don't think you're right. He could have done any better yeah. and he's gonna keep trying and then keep trying. And then at some point we hope he will win a stage. I don't want to jinx
2: myself no. or jinx him, sorry. Uh, He's going to win a stage with the Hope attitude so. that he's got and the way he did a brilliant opening stage. It wasn't a prologue, in fact. Yeah. It was a stage one. He did a brilliant top 10 there. He's at another top three. He's. he's but guess what, guess what,
1: Maka? The guest today is actually Matt White. He's, ah. he, he's, he's yet to come online just now, but uh, we'll ask him. We'll ask him about what he thinks, the attitude that Michael Matthews has. Let's mm. put this on, on the card. Uh, and and But stay tuned because this is coming straight uh, in a little bit about three, four minutes. And we're just waiting for Matt White to, to tune in. He's paying more man, Chey guys. He loves Spain. his <laughs> 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 There he goes. Uh, uh, we got a man in red. Same man as uh, we had for, for a long time now, yep. including the winners of, of the, the last two Vuelta's It's Primoz Roglic. Uh, you know, what do you make of him in red right now?
2: Oh he's 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 brilliant. He's he's uh he's almost he's clinical. He's clinical, he's almost robotic. Yeah. Um too clinical? Uh we no, can you can up. never yeah. be too clinical. Okay. You can be a bit too robotic. Okay. <laughs> um let's listen to the grab. Yeah. He, he doesn't he doesn't give you a lot, does he? But let's have
4: And a
1: I listen. think actually he gives you less and less. But that's that's my yeah, that's look, my take on it yeah. let's listen to Primoz Roglic.
3: Primoz today you have avoided the crash you must be happy with that. Oh uh, yeah he's uh, f- like I said uh, you need to go through you need to survive and uh, yeah, you always need a bit of luck huh? and uh, yeah uh, luckily we, we went through. Your first opponent Aaron Bourou with the green jersey went for the intermediate sprint would you like him to take the red jersey? Oh uh, yeah, uh, I don't mind it. uh really. I <laughs> uh, wouldn't really uh, change it. Uh, change it a lot. Uh, so uh, yeah, for for us was good. Uh. What do you know about the uphill finish tomorrow? Nothing. uh I don't know it. Uh, we we'll, we'll see tomorrow how much uh, how much I will like it. Voilà. Thank you.
1: So that was uh, Primoz uh, Roglic. Uh, there's still two points to take away from this. First question first. Uh, he doesn't care if he loses the red jersey or not. Do you believe it? Do they, 100%. Uh, do you think they, they actually don't care or do they want to lose it so that they can have less pressure going forward? Uh, because this is what we always I think say. think want to lose it. But we always say this for the Tour de France, for the yellow jersey. Yeah. That's how you don't want to get it too quickly because you don't want to defend it
2: too long is this the case at the Vuelta as well well you same it's not yeah it's not quite the same it's it's not as big as the tour however you do extend your working day if you like yeah. by an extra hour hour and a half on the Vuelta and the when tour it's is and when it's 40 answer, degrees that yeah. becomes a problem and you just want to get out of there yeah so you, you are extending your day remember in the leader's jersey you've got protocol um, um, podium that's that's soon after the stage but it adds 20 minutes alone yeah the interviews, the flash interview, extra interviews, um, there's always a little bit extra. So you are, he's adding an hour to yeah. his day. Um, so I think it's in their interest to just to lose, lose it. it yeah. yeah, to actually, you, you don't want to lose it to one of your GC rivals. though. So lose it to someone you know. Aaron Baru, someone like this. Perfect. Perfect. To Aaron Baru to or Michael Matthews. Yeah. Michael Matthews, Michael Matthews is, I don't think he's got the legs on this climb. Yeah. It's too long and too hard. We'll get to that yeah. shortly, but... Aaron Baru, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and second point, uh, Roglic doesn't know anything about the climb about tonight. Yeah. That's surprising. Or not? Uh, it's surprising because he was at
2: Burgos that climb. So it's not the first time he's, he's put everything He's put everything into. No, Roglic wasn't at Burgos. No, no, no. The climb no, was sorry, the climb the was the climb at Burgos. Was, yeah. but no, 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 I think he's put everything into the tour in terms of preparation. Uh-huh. And you only have so many days in the year to go and do course reccees, yeah. to. So he's probably, he's probably been true and it's one climb. It's not, it's, we're not talking about a 5,000 meters of climbing day. We're talking about one climb at the end. So I'm not surprised yeah. that the team will have done their homework. I reckon so. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Uh, before we move on, a quick question here from uh, Zeb: Can you guys do this in French? Moi, je peux. Je pense que je peux faire
2: français. oui we, oui, oui. Oui, oui. we. Not sure I can. We, we, we.
1: If you want more French, there's an SBS French. Uh, uh, I'll do the in Yeah, sbs.com.au slash French. Tune in today. There's a lot of French <laughs> well, there. Like and like I'm French. there as
2: well. <laughs> well you <don't> like my <laughs> accent? Oh, I've got a southerner's accent. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's it.
1: Okay. Uh, one question before we get. Matt White on the line because I can see he's popping in into the, yeah, the he's green room. all the cheese. Come on. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to talk about this for a little while now. Olympic bike, carapaz. There's a big discussion on social media. Is it orange? Is it gold? I think it's orange and I think you think it's gold.
2: You got slow news day? Or- I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I uh, think
1: it's important we talk about it. Okay, okay. It's been talked about on social media. I think it's Valencian orange. Valencian it, orange? Which is closer to gold, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think. Okay, well, you know what? We're gonna let you guys decide about this, yeah. and straight after we got Matt White coming up. And then, Maka, we've got a special guest again today. He's very uh, much accustomed to come in and pump in, uh, and pump in here when uh, when the, the Grand Tour starts.
2: Uh, he does. And look, he knows he can't say no to me. He <laughs> has to. We go back a long way. and no, It's great to have him back in. Mate.
1: Absolutely. Matt White, how are you, mate?
6: All the way from Spain. Yeah, good afternoon, guys. So good uh, good morning from here.
1: So uh, Spain, Vuelta, it's always uh, one of our favorite moments of the year. Maybe... St- Right after the tour de france i won't be biased uh but the vuelta is so fantastic uh what have you got in the books for us this year
6: one thing uh we can certainly guarantee is a hot start uh we've got record temperatures here at the moment i think they're expecting 38 degrees uh this for the start of the Vuelta, and this whole first week of the Vuelta will be in the south of spain so it will be uh, scorching conditions, scorching conditions to start with and we've got a great team And uh, looking for some big opportunities to win and finish off the end of the season strong.
2: You've got, uh, what I can see, Matt, five Aussies on the squad, which normally an Australian team, it's expected. But for a grand tour, it's great to have five Aussies. And I must say, I'm happy to see Damien Housen and Nick Schultz in the lineup. Of course, all of them. But um, yeah, you've got a few options to play, haven't you? A few cards and... Potentially a really good GC and potentially a couple of stage wins.
6: Yeah, I think Lucas Hamilton will definitely build into the race. He had a little bit of a spell after uh, after the Olympics. He uh, had just dislocated his shoulder, obviously, at the Tour de France, limped through to the Games and then had a little bit of a spell after that and has been building. So he'll, uh, he'll be a bit quiet probably in the first week, but I expect a big tail end for him. Then obviously Michael Matthews, uh, there's a lot of opportunities for the sprinters, especially in this first week. I would I don't classify Michael as a pure sprinter, but there's obviously some good opportunities there from stage 10 to 15 for him. And then some. I think a lot of opportunities for the for guys in, in breaks. And that, that includes obviously Nick Schultz, Damien House, and, and others. And obviously uh, Schultz, he came off a great uh, stage win last week in the Czech Tour and finished fourth on general classification. And he's had, he's had a big, long, slow build since he broke his hand in the, in the back end of the Giro. So he's he's ready to go and finish off the season strong. And uh, between those guys and some others, we've got some really good opportunities.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about uh, Michael Matthews just for a sec. I want to play you this clip. This is from the uh, the press conference, the press chat that he, he gave us. Uh, and, and he seems pretty relaxed. This is what we both analyzed yeah. at the Tour de France. But he seems pretty relaxed in the team, in the outfit. Uh, but let's listen to him and then I'll have your reaction straight after it.
6: Yeah, I think this year, coming back to uh, coming back home to, to, to Team Bike Exchange, um, definitely a blessing in discussing me, um, just mentally and physically, it's been amazing, just having the guys around me that I was, I was used to growing up with, and a lot of the guys I grew up with through the under-23 lanes, and um, my first few years as a professional, I was, I was with this team, and yeah, just having so much fun at the same time as really serious bike race people. Um, I think that's when I try and get the best out of myself is when I'm when I'm enjoying myself. I think I'm just just super excited to be back racing. I think that three weeks, I was sort of uh, watching the Olympics on the TV and the other bike races that were going on. I was just so excited to get back racing and to be back here at the Vulture again for my next race after the tour. It's just yeah, really exciting.
1: So he is very excited, and again, Makai and I, we we said at the tour, he felt like he was in, in so much confidence, and uh, he mentions it is back home in your team. Uh, from your side, from the DS side, I guess you agree with with what we just heard from him.
6: Yeah, look, the the, the wonders of technology. My browser failed to play that video, <laughs> so I didn't I didn't well, get to see happy. what he said, but I uh, have had a good, pretty good idea. Um, yeah, look, Michael's had a, a really consistent year with us this year. Unfortunately for him and us, he hasn't been able to break through with uh, with that win. He's from Milan San Remo through to the Classics, through to Tour of Switzerland, through the Tour de France. He's been there and thereabouts so many times, and uh, I think he's coming into the coming into the Tour of Spain, having not done it uh, for a long for a few years. He did it with us and had some great success, and. Um, I said, I think it's uh, coming off the tour. He's healthy, he's fresh mentally, and I think it's going to be a really good month for him, chasing stages and also preparing for the World Championships.
2: What I, yeah, what I see in the the change in Michael Whitey is um probably previously when he was at Green Edge and even on his other teams, I'm seeing a real upbeat Michael Matthews. And again, you know, we don't want to harp on about it, but at the Tour de France. Like you said, he couldn't break through for the win. He was always knocking on the door. But what I loved was his attitude. Like, I thought his attitude was the best I've ever seen from Michael. Sometimes in the past, he'd get down on himself. He'd talk a bit negative, And this is to the press. He didn't do that at all. Do you see that sort of resonate throughout him and, and through the team as well?
6: Yeah, definitely. And I think a good, it was a good example of the Tour de France. He was He was chasing stage wins from stage one until stage 21 and uh, he, he obviously is frustrated as well he, he's a winner and he loves winning but uh, i think he, he, he i think your observation there is correct macro right? he hasn't been down himself he has matured uh, over the last couple of years since he's returned to us and uh, he's really looking forward to building that relationship with Luka Mezgetz and Mezget and, uh, and getting a win or two in the, in the World Cup.
1: Talk about the the transfer market, uh, Martin. We know Esteban has signed uh, somewhere else, and there's a lot lot of movement in between teams in the whole of the transfer market. Uh, what does that mean for you guys? Uh, where are you looking at? I mean, I don't expect you to give me a name or two, uh, but what, where where is the team heading in the next in the next year? Or? Yeah, I think for us
6: the the obvious uh, pace, to look—we're we're looking at developing climbers as well. I think we've got some older climbers who are coming towards the end of their career, and uh, some younger climbers would be a good fill-in for us. Definitely, um, I don't think you'll we'll see too much movement from our team next year. Uh, there's always—it's always good to have some movement, and there's some guys, like I said before, who are coming to the end of their career. But the, this year has been a hell of a lot of movement uh, between teams. Now, we've got some big sprinters changing teams, which means some lead-out trains are following them from team to team. And then there has also been some young GC riders, Almeida, uh, Blasov, Joy Hindley, uh, some other big names who have changed teams this year. So it has been one of the biggest uh, movement of markets I've seen for a long, long time.
1: Pleasure to have you uh, in our program. Maybe uh, one last few words on the, on this Vuelta coming ahead. We've got three weeks of incredible racing ahead of us. Uh, what are you the most looking for not necessarily the stages, but what are you expecting in that race? And probably towards the end as well, if we had to pick a winner.
6: Yeah, I, like, I think on paper, we're looking at a big battle between Jumbo, between Rogelik to see if he can win his third title, and then a team of INEOS, which is you know on paper an incredible incredible team for a Tour of Spain. Where you've, you know, you've, got, you've got the Giro winner, Bernal. You've got the Olympic champion and second at the Tour de France, Carapaz. Adam Yates, uh, Sivakov, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very, very deep team. And I'll be interested to see how they sort of work out the leadership in that, in that team, uh, in that style. They've, they've tried to race at the Tour de France with multiple leaders. And uh, I was expecting actually a few more sprinters at the start of the world. Obviously, Caleb couldn't make it due to injury. Uh, Bennett as well. There were guys that I, Ackerman, there were guys I really, I really uh, pictured at the race. So I think the sprint stages is going to be probably a little bit more open than than I would have expected a couple of weeks ago. But uh, it's going to me, a great three weeks, and uh, we're going to get a good indication of who's in form is with the first hilltop finish. Uh, I think it's quite a solid uh, seven to ten k hilltop finish.
1: Matt it's always a, a pleasure. Matt White, thank you, thank, thank you very much. You, uh, pleasure, guys. Yeah, that uh, that, uh, that that hilltop finish tonight is definitely where where it's at. Is yes,
2: yeah, spot on. It's uh, no, it's plenty of good stuff there yeah. uh, from Whitey, and you know what he's. Dead right on that second to last comment about Ineos. What a team they've got here! Oh, yeah, it's it's a Tour de France team. Even You've got a, and Bernali won the Giro. Yeah. He's also won the Tour de France.
1: And even though Yates lost some time yesterday, mm. uh, we still don't we can't discount him because he's he's coming fresher than anybody else. Yeah, we're not sure.
2: How we're not yeah. sure exactly where he's going to be at like, yeah, over three weeks. It's, uh, he's an interesting prospect,
1: absolutely. Uh, let us know actually in the comments if you think that Ineos can do it and who in Ineos can do it compared to uh, who is in red right now. Uh, uh Primo's Roglic is that battle there? Let us know in the comments and be uh, always good to, to have uh, your vision. Okay, let's talk about stage three, first mm-hmm. uh, stage coming up tonight. Uh, you are recording this stage with uh, Matthew Kinnon again. Uh, let's look at uh, the flyover and what can we expect from that stage tonight.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a beauty. And this is why we love the Vuelta, um, opposed to, say, something like the Tour. The Tour would never do this, I don't think. 202 kilometres, couple of Cat 3s. You see one early on. There's not much there, but it's the climb at the end of the day, 8.1 kilometres. Averaging eight point nine percent. There's a ramp of sixteen percent. There's multiple ramps of twelve. Goes to Picón Blanco. As we said, they went over this in Burgos, but they went over and down the other side and finished downhill. Um, just knocked my bottle off the table. That's why okay. <laughs> this is live. <laughs> um, but they finished at the top tonight. Yeah. So this is this is going to be a great stage.
1: So if we bring this map, uh, Burgos uh, Roman Bardet won that stage. He did, and he uh, crashed on the he descent, on but the he distance. still won.
2: Yeah. So, so
1: this, this is the map of tonight. Uh, if you had to pick a winner for tonight, it's going to be a tough one. Can actually
2: Barde do it again? Is he, no, is he it, in that form or not? Well, I think he is. I think he is, but there's plenty of other riders in that similar form as yeah. well. You know, Carapaz can win. Roglic can win. Having said this, Barde said he
1: targeted that stage.
2: Yeah, he actually targeted
1: the few mountain stop uh, top. You mean British? for here, not for here. No, no, for, yeah, for okay. Here. He, he actually targeted that. Uh, you said this. He
2: he did his best opening. He he did his best time trial bar none. Yeah. Um, in the opening stage. So to me, that says his form is good. His confidence is up because yeah. he's had a stage win and a win recently. So yeah, he's a good pick. He's a good pick tonight. But there are multiples. Yeah. Yates could win. Absolutely. Um, do you know what? Do you know what time you are now? 1040 1040 1040 there you go on the tracker, on the tracker on demand SBS Viceland yeah going gangbusters absolutely it's going to be a good one
1: this was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central uh, podcast before we go let me remind you that you can uh, download stream or subscribe to this podcast on our website sbs.com.au cycling central or you can log a ride with our friends at Zwift uh, next episode uh, episode four of the Vueltais of course tomorrow same place on Facebook and Twitter at the same time 5 30 with myself and this man here Dev Mackenzie. and
2: I didn't cry you did <laughs> okay I've up. got this on file I think <laughs> I'm
1: gonna keep this one thank you guys see you tomorrow
0: before we go a quick word from our sponsors Zwift over the winter, all my motivation comes from taking on their athlete workouts. My favourite is Matthew van der Poel. Fun is going full gas, as he helps build your anaerobic capacity. These training plans have helped me find my best. There are workouts from Garant Thomas and Anna van der Breggen, so every aspect of your riding can be tested, ready for summer. All you need is a bike, trainer and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com and I'll see you on there soon. Ride on.